Welcome to Weirdos in the Wild with our co-host, A.J. Oxley, paranormal investigator with Beyond This Life Paranormal and multi-generational paranormal enthusiast, and Lynn Tencher, Beyond This Life Paranormal investigator, Reiki master, published author, and near-death experiencer. Travel with them, a couple of everyday weirdos, on a wild ride to all things paranormal and metaphysical. Coming up on Weirdos in the Wild, Keith Age, the Rock and Roll Ghost Hunter, joins AJ and Lynn. You may know him as the original tour guide for ghost hunts at Waverly Hills. He talks about how he got into the paranormal, as well as his thoughts on ghost hunting, Skinwalker Ranch, making movies, and television shows. Stick around for more. Hydra Publications is your one-stop shop for genre fiction, including those from horror master Michael West, starting with Poseidon's Children, The Legacy of the Gods, Book One. Man no longer worships the old gods, forgotten and forsaken. They become nothing more than myth and legend. But all that is about to change after the ruins of a vast ancient civilization are discovered on the ocean floor. Coast Guard officers find a series of derelict ships drifting in the current, high-priced yachts and leaking fishing boats, all ransacked and splattered with blood, their crews missing and presumed dead, and that's just the beginning. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about Energetic Healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Hey, welcome back everybody to our latest episode of Weirdos in the Wild. I'm AJ. And I'm Lynn. And we have a really special guest with you, but we're going to make you wait a minute. Because, you know, first of all, I'm going to tell you, if you have a story you want to tell us, we want to hear it. So visit our website at weirdosatthewild.com. You can go to our Instagram, our TikTok. We got a YouTube channel. I don't know what else we got. What else we got, Lynn? Is that it? But we'd love to hear your story. And if we think it's uh, really interesting, we may call you up and interview you. And you could be on our next podcast. So. Without further ado, I'm going to let Lynn introduce our very, very special guest that we're so glad to have with us today. We're, you're going to love it, folks. Yes, we're we're very, very excited. I've known known this person for quite a few years now, and if you are any bit immersed in the world of paranormal or music, basically, in the last few years, um, you've probably heard of the infamous Keith Age. He's also a filmmaker and all-around fantastic guy i'm really blessed to be able to call friend keith if you want to say hi to everybody how's it going everybody thank you for that great little send off well i'm sure yes, i've got a whole list of things that you, that you're involved with well, keith age uh, yes the the rock and roll ghost hunter is with us and we're really happy to have him with us you're very much immersed into the the paranormal world and i know i learn a lot from you every day i learned some stuff from you just today as a matter of fact um, so what got you interested and got you going down the path? Well, you got to remember when I started getting into this, 
was the late 70s. So you had to kind of be careful. If you said the wrong thing to the wrong person, you'd have the little men, the little white coats with the great big nets running. <laughs> but uh, what got me started uh, was something I wasn't expecting. You know, my life in the 70s, I mean, I'd done been touring all over the world and playing in bands. And so my life was music, period. You know, the whole the whole added sex, drugs, and rock and roll from the 70s. And oh, hell, I lived it. And uh, I got off the road and I, when I was almost 17, met this young lady who would never take me home to meet her mom and dad. And I just kind of figured it's because, you know, the 70s rock and roll look I had, you know, the long hair, the leather clothes, and uh, the beard. And, uh, you know, this is a musician. So finally, on her 17th birthday, they invited me to come over. Her parents did. As a surprise to her, and yes, she was extremely surprised. And I said, look, you know, uh, I don't think it's because your parents don't like me because they're the ones that invited me here. And she said, no, it's not that because we have a ghost in the house and he doesn't like me and my, me or my sister's boyfriends. And I was like, yeah, right. Let's go smoke another one. <laughs> like I said, you got to keep in mind, this was the seventies. So we go in just a little ranch house, nothing scary looking or nothing. And nothing out of the ordinary. Meet her mom and her dad. And he motions us to sit down on the couch. Well, when we do, we can see down the hallway of this house into the master bedroom. And there's a mirror on the wall facing us. And we can see our reflection. Well, as we're talking and enjoying the evening, something kept walking across that mirror, breaking the image. And so me being curious like I am, I said, Who's in there? She said, There's nobody. Said, oh, that's, that's crazy. So I went down there and sure enough, tore the room apart. Nobody down there. Wow. So that's when that's when she sat there and said, That's our ghost. He's watching us. And us being young, dumb, and stupid at that point, start calling this thing out, saying, Show me, do something. Prove to me you're a, you exist, you know. I don't believe in you. So we had dinner and the evening went on and you know, I went to kiss her goodnight at the front door in the living room. And um, as I bent down to kiss her, I could see her dad sitting in a lazy boy to my right and a wall to my left. And the, the door was to my back. And just as soon as I kissed her, something grabbed my arm. I mean, strong, hard, and just flung me hard. And I went through the front door, through the screen door, and I landed about six feet out in the grass trying to catch my breath and you know counting my fingers my toes what's working what's not and then i thought man that was so effing cool do it again <laughs> so that's that's how i got started in the paranormal something very violent and something that caught my eye yeah that, that'll get your attention so what did this thing look like in the mirror it was just a black shape that you know broke the image so it's kind of like a shadow person, I guess. Yeah, well, it was dark anyway. You know, oh. just the light from the hall coming in and, you know, we could see our reflection, but that's about it. So what did you do after that? Did you go back? 
Yeah, uh, I kind of eventually became the adopted oldest son, and uh, I still I, I didn't see those people for almost thirty years. Uh, finally, kind of figured out it was the, or we thought it was the original builder of the neighborhood. This was the very first house that was built. He built it for his wife, and she died of cancer in that bedroom. And then, you know, he built the rest of the neighborhood, and then uh, they were the third people to move into the house. And they just thought it was just strange stuff going on, and, you know, they lived there for about 30 years. Oh, and wow. then they and then they moved, and uh, I didn't see them for almost 35 years until the father was very sick and the daughter got a hold of me, let me know that he was in the hospital. I went to the hospital, so, and, uh, they, they moved there now out in Hillview and, uh, they actually sold the house several times and have been sued several times, even though they've, you know, told the people who are buying the house that, uh, Hey, we think this place is haunted and you're coming in at your own peril. They can't keep nobody there. I wonder if anybody's ever tried to cleanse it or anything. I don't know. I, like I said, I back in the 70s and 80s, I did you know, junior ghost hunting stuff that I could think of back then because, you know, you can't, you couldn't find no books or anything in the libraries except for a few books by Holzner and, and Bruck. But most of it was about Bigfoots and aliens and stuff like that, but not about hauntings and how how to investigate hauntings. So you're you're a pioneer in the field, basically at that point. <laughs> well, let's just say by the by the '90s, most of us that are still in it for the right reasons knew each other. I mean, you know, Zaffis, Hawes, all of us knew each other. Troy Taylor. You know, we knew who each other was, but the internet hadn't even really dawned at that point to where we'd get together. And, you know, hell, it would cost $85 to make a, a long-distance phone call to one of these guys, you know. Yeah. We, we take... People are going, long distance? What's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> we know. We're all old enough to remember that. <laughs> That's right. We're old. We're and, our, old. and our parents wouldn't let us make those long-distance calls. Nope. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. 17, right, Keith? <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Well, I, hell, I, like I said, I was on the road playing the world, music around the world when I was 16, so I pretty much did what I wanted anyway. I had plenty of money, and whatever I wanted to do, I could do. So you were a young guy. You are playing music at 16, 17, traveling around. And so when we, as you would travel, would you try to, you know, Go to haunted locations while you were out on your doing music. It was a lot different back then, uh, and it's still uh, some of it's still the same way today. You don't have time to go exploring because when you're doing a show from town to town or, or state to state, you just you're on the bus, and yeah. uh, you know you eat your meals on the bus, and you know. And, you get to the hotel room if you're staying overnight or something, which back then wasn't real likely. Uh, you know, you just didn't have time to do it. I wish I did. I, you know, in the nineties is when I started really going out investigating and teaching and doing that because I had 
basically 20 years under my belt at that point. And uh, people were starting to find it interesting. And there were some, you know, like, I mean, I loved the the show with Leonard Nimoy in search of, you know, and that's, that was really hot for 11 years. And then it was kind of dry field at that point until something new came on. And then in the late nineties, early two thousands, that's when they started having a few paranormal shows on. Uh, but it wasn't until 2004 when ghost hunters came on and just exploded. And then we came on in 2005, me and the Booth brothers were spooked. I'm going to back you up a little bit. I think, um, I know you were the ghost hunter that kicked off Waverly Hills, which is the, you know, the most famous haunted place in the world, I believe. How did you get hooked up with that? Well, uh, I'd been to Waverly as a kid. You know, that's the place to get up here and go exploring uh, because it was closed. You know, that was the local haunted spot. And uh, then in 99, when uh, Charlie and Tina Manningly bought it, I introduced myself to them and I said I'd like to help clean up the place and uh, with the Louisville Ghost Hunters, which we did. And then uh, got up here and it started from there. The, my, my request was we'd help you clean up if you let me investigate. And that's what they did. So that's how that all started. And then early 2000s, they asked if I get up here and give a tour which I did, and then that it just blew up after that point. It's like almost everyone I talked to that went to Waverly Hills back in the day, Keith Age was their tour guide. <laughs> I hear that all. Uh, yeah, me, me or one of my guys from Louisville Ghost Hunter, but I usually did the bulk of it, yeah. So the, what, what those, those, those were fun times, and that's yeah. just like uh, I just went back to Waverly. I hadn't been there in over 20 years. I did an event there mm -hmm. and people were talking and I was bringing up a lot of old stories and stuff. And what you see of Waverly Hills now wasn't what it looked like in the early 2000s. I mean, there was so much debris in the floor from where kids had just gone in and destroyed walls. And plus the building was crumbling inside anyway. The dirt, debris, leaves, it was two or three feet thick in some places. Puddles of water. I remember that too. Oh, yeah. What was your uh, biggest event there? Not necessarily event like you're holding an event, but what, what happened to you at Waverly that is your scariest or biggest moment? Well, I, you know, like I, I've said before, I am an old musician from the 70s, so I don't have any brain cells left. I don't get scared at all, hardly. <clears throat> I might get startled, <laughs> but that's about it. And uh, probably the most startling things, <clears throat> you know, I saw a lot at Waverly and we documented a lot, but was a lot of people have heard the story about the guy getting hit with bricks and stuff. Well, that was me. I've had my head busted open several times uh, from flying debris in, in the in the thing, with whether by myself or with people. So, And then the last time was my very last day at Waverly 2005 Halloween morning, filming live on Fox News International, National, whatever you call it, and uh, with Jim Bullitt. And we come out of this doorway from the fifth floor, from the hallway, 
and we stop him, stop in front of the camera, and the camera's looking at us. There's a wall like three feet behind us in the hallway. Sunlight, you know, it's seven o'clock in the morning, and this chunk of plaster comes, um, cement comes right off the wall from behind me, hit me in the back of the head, and takes me right off my feet. Oh, wow. And, and this is, you know, live national news, and uh, Jim Bullet's screaming, running down the hallway. And <laughs> the cameraman's looking at me like, dude, say something. I was like, man, I don't even know where I'm at at this moment. It hit me so hard. And uh, my guys from the LJHS, they're all picking up the plaster and cement, trying to piece it back together from where it came from and didn't worry about helping me up. You know? <laughs> but, you know, like I said, I, I have never been scared. I have, my curiosity goes first. It's like, okay, what was that? And where'd it come from? And let's see if we can recreate it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it gets the cop mentality in me too, that I go forward, not back, you know, unless you just absolutely have to. And, you know, and again, my curiosity. So, you know, <clears throat> I won't tell you anything about orbs. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, you know, because anything you can reproduce 99.9% is not paranormal. Right. And, you know, I'm a photography major. So, you know, <clears throat> when it comes to orbs, like I said, you can pretty much reproduce them. And the thing people don't understand because they see what they see on TV is that, and in, and I've got a TV show too, and I'm even doing another one right now. Uh, 95% of, ha- quote, hauntings that people get scared of in their house can be <clears throat> explained away, you know, naturally by common sense and natural cause, but they want to jump to that conclusion so fast, you know, it's, Oh my God, it's a ghost or it's a demon. And, you know, we can thank TV for that. Yeah. Mostly a certain person on a certain channel. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all know that person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I won't mention names. But, uh, you know, but when you have that real true paranormal activity and you capture it, whether it's just by your eyes or by audio, video, whatever, you're hooked. Yeah. You know, when you can't explain it, that's like uh, your brother was with me years ago where I had a guy call and said, you got to come out right now. I was like, well, what's going on? And he says, my house is, I'm I'm just going to walk away from it, let the bank have it. And he goes, I don't want to do that, but I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, well, what's going on? He says, I just had a team come out here. They were here for 15 minutes, and they went screaming out the door, running out the door. And I said, why? He said, well, they told me I had seven demons living underneath my stairs. And uh, so me, John, uh, Bobby, and a few others went out there. And uh, we're looking, and we spent six months out there investigating this place. And uh, one of his things was the TV turns on by itself, doors open and closed by themselves. You can hear uh, people walking up and down the steps. 
So we spent a lot of time out there and come to, we were able to debunk everything. Uh, the doors that opened and closed, we never captured them closing. We did capture them opening, but that's because they were out of plumb. Mm -hmm. They weren't left. And, and uh, you know, they just open up. And then the same thing with some cabinets in the kitchen. And then uh, the TV, we did witness it happening a few times. And channels would start changing, changing volume would go up and down. And uh, so I asked him, where'd you get this from? He said, I bought that at Walmart. It was on sale. He said, it was too good a deal to pass up. So we said, oh, wow, cool. So then I went next door to the neighbor and asked him if they were having any issues and stuff. He goes, well, just my TV. It keeps turning off and on and changing channels. And I said, <laughs> tell me where it's at. <clears throat> he shows me, and it's on the direct opposite wall of where the guy next door has his. I said, okay. Ghost is now debunked because he bought the same TV, same sale, had the same remote, you know, it's it just line of sight. Yeah. You know, so yeah. whenever whenever this guy next door turned on the football game or something, you know, this guy's TV turned on. So now there's two things debunked. Never saw any demons, never heard any growls, never saw Satan tap dancing on a table. Um, uh, and then he says, well, what about the footsteps up and down the steps? So we set up a couple cameras when we weren't there, and we go back and check them, and we found it. We found what was going on. Uh, they had a big German shepherd who liked to get up top of the stairs and roll his ball down the steps. <laughs> and when that ball would hit down the steps, you'd hear a thump, 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 like somebody walking down the steps. And then you'd hear the dog go down the steps and he was a big, big, heavy dog. So you could hear him. It looked like it sounded like a herd of elephants going up and down. And then he'd come back up with the, the ball again and roll it down the steps. So finally, after six months, I said, well, we're out of here, bud. And he's like, well, well, what happened to the seven demons that were living underneath my stairs? I said, I think they left 15 minutes after they got here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was the, yeah. the unexperienced team who Scared the hell out of somebody. Yeah, you definitely have to go into an investigation investigation with a healthy dose of skepticism. Mm -hmm. Or you're just going to believe every little thing that happens. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you, know and you also had to be a little bit of everything. You got to know a little bit about electricity, mm -hmm. a little bit about carpentry, the law. You have to know about the law because every state's a little different. And, uh, you know, it just... It's it's amazing what you have to learn. I mean, I'm still, I'll still go back to an old bag of tricks where somebody says, "I got something that walks down the hall every night." I'll go sprinkle flour on this floor see if something walks through it. So yeah, you got to make sure you clean that up. But you know, yeah. <laughs> and another important thing too is to understand your equipment and what it's used for. Because I just learned recently that I was really trying to use the K2 meters incorrectly. That you know you're supposed to go through and and measure K2 or EMF in the place before you investigate, and then so you kind of get the baseline that that's yep. really what it's for. And I was researching this this information that said, um, you know, if you have real high levels of EMF in a location, it can make you feel dizzy, it can make you feel sick, it can make you feel like you're being watched. So all those oh, things yeah. 
be because of you know the high electromagnetic fields of of the area and not necessarily something paranormal so yeah it creates a fear trap yeah so it's it's really important to to take the time and learn what you know just because you're in a place and the emf meter goes off it doesn't necessarily mean something's going on yeah you know one of my big things when i'm teaching i tell people know your craft mm-hmm. you know whether it's photography uh sound engineering you know or you know cameras video cameras regular cameras or you know audio evp stuff know what you're doing you know know how that piece of equipment works why it works and uh, what it's able to do and capture you know i just like uh, uh, for years i used task cam recorders but that's because I used Tascam gear through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And, you know, they fantastic microphones on them. And uh, then Zoom came out, and now I've pretty much switched over to Zoom for almost everything. And uh, when we're filming, I use Zoom recorders, you know, for the audio. And uh, I just let, I let a friend borrow uh, my Zoom HN1. Uh, while we were up at Waverly and she was walking around with my wife and she's like, oh my God. She's like, she had headphones on like I told her to. And she's like, you can hear so much with these microphones. I said, right. And look how small it is. It'll it'll record for an hour, you know, or you can just set it somewhere and record for an hour. You know, you got to know your stuff. You got to know how it works and why it works. And why people think EMF is such a big deal. You know, uh, people also have what's called ley lines underneath their properties and stuff they don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And this, this, these things will pick that up. Or even underground uh, creeks and uh, flows of water, it'll pick that up. And I'm it, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, and you're fine. And it picks up, like, you know, wiring in your wall and, mm-hmm. you know, just different things that you're not necessarily thinking about. So it's good to to go into a place and find out where those things are before you start. So you don't get thrown off later when you're, you know, investigating, trying to, to. Here's here's a little tip. If you go someplace and your EMF meter goes off in the same place every time, it's not supernatural. It's probably something man-made. Right. It's when you're standing there and all of a sudden it moves five feet to your left and you're going, Whoa, what? And then that spot is no longer active that you're in. Mm-hmm. Then you have something interesting, you yeah. know. Or you can chase it, you know, to uh-huh. follow it along and, you know, see that it's moving. So, you know, there's a lot of tricks and tips that, you know, I'm looking forward to learning from you, Keith. <laughs> well, uh, that brings me up at the end of this month. Me and Rick Hayes will be giving a class at Post Town, both the psychic side and also the investigator side. And then after the classes are done, we're going to be investigating Post Town. Yeah, Post Town is one of my favorite places, not only because of what we are able to capture there, but also the owners, Brenda and Daryl and Wisman, mm-hmm. are just super people. Yeah, they are. I agree. Yeah, we've, we've been, both Lynn and I have been there. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's active place, for sure. Well, your brother John and I, when we were traveling all over the country, We'd be coming back, and it'd be two or three o'clock in the morning, 
and we're dead dog tired. We called Daryl if we were close. Said, you got room for us to come in? Come on in. Doors open. <laughs> and we, she had the couches ready to uh, pillow and a blanket. She called us boys and sleep here, boys. And she made us good old style country breakfast the next morning. <laughs> so I mean, just, you know, these are when you when you hear people say they'll give the shirt off their back. These are two people that will. Yeah, yeah. We really enjoyed meeting them, getting to know them a little bit. A while back, we stayed overnight too and slept in their room that they have set up now for you know people if they want to bunk. So I mean, they treat you right. And it's, oh, yeah. it's an amazing place to investigate too. Yep. I'm on there. So you mentioned the class. How can people find out about where to sign up? Uh, just find me on my Facebook page and uh, or Rick Hayes's page. Uh, we've got them on there. Uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting for a simple fact. You know, people are psychic. I'm not anti-psychic. I'm anti-idiot. <laughs> and some of my closest friends are psychics. You know, Rick, Rick, I've known for almost 30 years. I call him my uglier older brother, but I, I love him <laughs> to death and there isn't anything I wouldn't do for him. And, uh, you know, Scotty Rourke, I've known him for a long, long time. Like I said, Chris Fleming, we've been friends for a long, long time. So, you know, these are some of the top psychics in the thing. It's just, when there are some people who do the whole ooga booga shtick and, you know, I see this, I feel this, oh, there's a ghost over there, you know, and, you know, I'm sitting here with a thermal imager and other pieces of equipment. It's not picking up nothing. I'm like, this is somebody just trying to, you know, to create a shock or a scare. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, it just, if people are in it for the right reason, and that's one of the big things I tell people. Get it if you're in it for just to be scared and the thrill and hope to be on TV or write a major selling book, you're in it for the wrong reason because paranormal pace sucks. Number yes. one. Get if you're in it for the right reason, then go do it for the right reason and learn. Not just from the watching TV shows because you're you're seeing, you know, fifteen, twenty minutes of things that were shot for a long time ago and has been heavily edited for entertainment purposes. Uh, that's one of the good things I do like about all, all the shows I've been in, including, you know, the one I'm doing now is if we don't find nothing, we don't find nothing. Mm -hmm. If we find something and I can explain it, then that's what we say, but if we find something we can't explain. You know, uh, you know, that's what's on film. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just crazy, you know. Hear more from rock and roll ghost hunter Keith Age after a word from our sponsors. Hydra Publications is your one-stop shop for genre fiction, including those from horror master Michael West, starting with Poseidon's Children, The Legacy of the Gods, Book One. Man no longer worships the old gods, forgotten and forsaken. They become nothing more than myth and legend. But all that is about to change after the ruins of a vast ancient civilization are discovered on the ocean floor. Coast Guard officers find a series of derelict ships drifting in the current, high-priced yachts and leaking fishing boats, all ransacked and splattered with blood, their crews missing and presumed dead, and that's just the beginning.
Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Welcome back to Weirdos in the Wild. Before we return to our program, AJ and I would like to take a moment to remember my brother John Tencher, co-founder of Beyond This Life Paranormal, and Alan Oxley, AJ's father. Both passed away just before we recorded our first episode. Each and every episode going forward from this one on will be in remembrance of them. Thank you. Well, you're kind of taken back. You kind of brought it back to where a question I was going to ask you, Keith, because You've mentioned earlier, you know, 2004, 2005, you know, you, you, you were on TV at that point in time with, uh, with the Booth brothers, with Spooked and, and um, Ghost Hunters. And you guys are, those two shows are probably the first shows, right? And, well, and you guys kind of kicked show. that off. Well, <clears throat> Ghost Hunters kicked it off. They started the boom in 2004. And I said, we came along in 2005. And then uh, the shows that were on at that time were Ghost Hunters, Us, and uh, Haunting Evidence uh, with Patrick Burns. And those were three very big shows. And, uh, you know, Ghost Hunters had the weekly anthem, and as did Patrick. And then uh, we had, you know, the every three or four months we did it, had a two-hour documentary. So... Yeah, they were they were big back then. Yeah, you know but the that, boom. You is, said boom. The boom is about bust, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the same thing over and over again. Nothing new is being shown. Yeah, and and all the stuff that's been in the news about things being faked and, like you said, for entertainment purposes only. And. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's hard to to find the real genuine people and the re- real genuine. Well, and that's that's one of the reasons why the field hasn't advanced. It's a double-edged sword. But when we can get the actual scientists involved, that's when I think we'll start making progress. Yeah, just like with the Skinwalker Ranch, getting actual money thrown at it where they can bring in the, the right equipment and tools. And, you know, I think you hear all the time, is, uh, what's Travis always say? That don't make no sense. <laughs> I love yeah. it. But you know, know I, I've watched it and I, I enjoy it, but you also got to remember it's made for entertainment purposes. It's called yeah. ratings. If you don't have ratings, you don't have the money, you won't be on very long. That's and, right. You know, but they're key. You know, I've been out to Skinwalker Ranch and spent some time out there, and it is a very eerie place and weird things happen. Uh, you know, I'm I'm into UFOs and stuff, but I'm not like they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm more interested in the ghost side of stuff and, you know, like the skinwalkers themselves, and, you know, uh, but they are getting some uh, evidence caught that hasn't been seen before. And, but, you know, they are using, uh, first of all, equipment that we'll never see because, you know, it's stuff from NASA and we're just 
little layman here that trying to figure out ways to do stuff for not you know some of us some of us have PhDs I do not uh, not looking to do one either but you know I'm just an old grizzly old ghost hunter and you know but can't keep doing things the same way and you've got to either expand or die it's that simple and that's what's happening with our field you know it's it's great to be excited and you know i still get excited when we get things that i can't explain after we after we've looked at it for a while yeah and that's i think part of the reason why aj and i really got into this and wanted to do the podcast because we wanted yeah. to do it from a genuine perspective you know that we're learning learn with us um here's what we've seen here's what we found out but we're not going to try to fake anything. If we go someplace and there's nothing there, there's nothing there. We'll move on. <laughs> well, well, it doesn't mean there's nothing there. It just means nothing happened while right. you were there. Right. Because the first time we went to Octagon Hall, and I love Octagon Hall, we had things happen, but it wasn't a whole lot. So we were kind of discouraged, but we were like, okay, we'll go back and we'll give it another shot. And then when we went back, it was off the hook. So we know, you know, some days are just not, primed or or whatever's in the atmosphere or who knows why things don't happen on certain days and do on others so oh yeah that's just like waverly of the five years i spent up there there were some days that it just went crazy and then there were other times when it was just dead dead silent mm -hmm. and you know and you never knew what to expect you know if we could get up here and say okay, this is going to happen, when it's going to happen, we'd all have PhDs the size of our houses behind our names. That's right. But but we're not at that point yet. you got people like Billy Chapel, who are you know electrical engineers that are creating this stuff. And for those that don't know who Billy Chapel is, he's a guy that created the ELS system uh, and a bunch of other stuff. You know, we need people like that in the field. So always get up here. If you can think of something and figure out, well, let's try this. You know, that's just like the laser grid system. I was doing that back in the 90s with 25 lasers I bought from Walmart. We didn't have a laser pin that shot out green little dots everywhere. Yeah. I spent a couple hundred bucks on these lasers and, you know, that set them up where they shoot down a hallway. You know, always try new stuff. Is there any uh, piece of equipment out there that you think is just garbage? Garbage? Yeah, that does just absolutely is not what it claims to be. K2. And why? Because the reason why it became famous is because they saw it on Ghost Hunters. And it went from a $25 piece of equipment to a $190 piece of equipment. And when you go to your local hardware store, and buy the same thing. It's called an elf meter. Only difference is it only costs about $19.99 and has three lights on it, and that's it. The K2 is not shielded in any way, shape, or form. So anything that gives off an electromagnetic burst or a magnetic burst or a signal, it's going to turn it on. Same thing with when you're dealing with, look at my flashlight turning off and on. Well, that's called thermal dynamics. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to know a little bit about everything. It's not because the ghost is turning your on the flashlight on. It's because of thermal dynamics, heat, metal, electricity, vibration, 
goes a long way. That's why we have Becca on our team with her physics degree to help us explain. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. our scientist. Yeah. And, and that's great. And that, that's what you need. Those people that can actually figure those things usually are not liked very well because they poo-poo everything. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just like, I love using thermal. It's a science. You uh -huh. know, we know it's a science. And uh, for, you know, the stuff that I caught uh, for the, uh, the possessed, I sent it back to Fleer and said, what the hell is this? And they're like, give us all the parameters. I gave it to them. And they got me back on the phone and says, we have no idea what this is. So I'm like, going, great, the scientists are telling me that. Uh, years ago, there used to be a weatherman on uh, Fox Local News here. His name was Kevin. I can't think of his last name. I took him up to Waverly Hills with me. And uh, we'd walk into some areas where the temperature would drop 50, 60 degrees. And he'd turn around and look at me and he'd like, what is that? What the hell is that? And I'm like going, you're the scientist. You tell me, <laughs> you know, this is just, it's phenomena. You know, people get up there and I don't even use the term ghosts anymore. I use phenomena because it could be some little green men and some far off planet going, watch this. <laughs> we, you know, we don't know. Right. It's a phenomena that we have not been able to give it an exact name yet other than hauntings or ghosts, you know. Right. Or demon. <laughs> I'm with you, Keith. I, I've got to the point calling it entities. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what it is. All right. It's a phenomena going on that we don't know how to explain it yet. It's like people go, well, why aren't you on it to help ghosts? And I'm like, first of all, you've got to prove to me it is a ghost, that they need help. I said, you know, I'm more interested in catching lightning in the bottle. And, you know, to see if we can reproduce it or not, or, hey, yeah, this is, you know, uh, an entity from another dimension or from another time that's dead. You know, that's what I'm interested in. You yeah. know, I love thermal. I also like using the full spectrum camera, uh, you know, because these are things we can't see with our eyes. Right. You know, when you capture something with your eyes, that's great. And, you know, you get some type of response from it. But when you capture it and it's recorded, that's when you really got something interesting. That's when it's actually considered empir empirical evidence. Right. Yeah. You know, yep. that's just like uh, EVPs. You know, I love EVPs. That's why I like using the Zoom stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, I've got some stuff that's just a little bit more expensive, but that's because I'm a musician. I need that stuff. And uh, we can run microphones out of it, you know, good quality, you know, stage microphones where you sure microphones. We can run it 50, 100 feet in different directions. And, you know, some of them we can do four mics like that all over the place and just set them up. That way we can we can control the environment and we know there's nobody around and all of a sudden we're getting a speech on these microphones. We, you know, you can look at it and see which mic is being recording on. And that tells you where that mic was and what area the, in the building you're in. So 
you know, it's always best to try and get up here and do things. I know I say scientific, but it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, even though nobody is really scientists, but to set up the parameters where nothing else can touch this stuff, you know, uh, or nobody can be in the same area because eventually what's going to happen is it's going to, everything's going to be done by remote. I feel like, you know, set your cameras up, go watch in a command center and see what happens. Uh, if you're out walking around and you're doing that because you're trying to get an interaction and that's, that's great and it's fine. But like I said, eventually I think it'll all be done by remote. It makes you wonder what all happens that, you know, like does the tree and the fall in the forest make a sound? You know, what all happens when nobody's there to hear it or see it? <laughs> right. You know, I'm, I've been doing this going on 50 years and uh, I know I just dated myself. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, I have never had Bob the ghost walk up and go, hi, I'm Bob. I'm still <laughs> waiting, waiting for that day, you know. Well, AJ and I've had that, kind of. Almost. You've had Bob walk up and go, hi, I'm Bob? He didn't say Bob, no. <laughs> no. But he did step out in front of us and stare at me and him and Becca for a good 15 to 20 seconds. Yeah, see, that's awesome. I've never actually, quote, seen a ghost. And I, I'm like, like this will never happen again. <laughs> and you probably didn't have a camera in your hand. I had it in my hand. I didn't have it on. I was too stunned to <laughs> pick it up or pull it up to, to film anything. Yeah. Uh, we were uh, and that, and that's natural, you know. It, it was. It was we were just dumbfounded. <laughs> we all of us had all of us had iPhones in our pockets. We could have pulled them out. I mean, yeah. I, iPhones and stuff, they got really good cameras and stuff on them. But it's like people get up and go, well, I've got this app. Screw those apps. Yeah. They're made, yeah. they're made, they're, they're games. That's what they're made for. And, and to prove the point, and somebody go, I got an EMF meter on my phone. Well, no, you don't. The phone's not made to do that. You know, and uh, that's like, that's just like in the mailbox right now. I have got an old Dr. Gauss meter, the original ones uh, that I just bought. And uh, that's what you need, a real EMF meter, or Gauss meter, G-A-U-S-S, -S, Gauss. And uh, so you put a phone up next to an amplifier that's turned on. Even if it's turned off, it'll still do it. The magnets in the speakers will set off an EMF meter. It'll make them scream. Well, when you put a phone up to it with an EMF meter on it, it doesn't do anything. Guess what? It's not working. It's not an EMF meter. It's a toy. And I, I kind of feel that way about the, well, I do feel that way about the the apps on the phone that are supposed to act as spirit boxes. And don't, don't even get me started on spirit boxes. Why do you want to play with a broken radio? <laughs> you know it, uh, I know some people say they've had great uh, responses from it but I tell you what every time I've ever been around a spirit box or a hack shack or anything like that all I hear is wah 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 and the person doing it goes it says Satan is calling you I'm like really <laughs> I hear my phone ringing you know so I know I, I can be a bummer, but hey, that's my experience. Yeah, that healthy dose of skepticism. 
That's right. Well, it's not so much skepticism as, okay, how come they're hearing this and I'm not? Well, once they say it's what it's saying, then everybody in the room goes, oh, oh my God. You know, you just put that in people's brain. And that's a big part of what the fakeism, you know, with the paranormal field is about. Mm-hmm. Our brains are made to get up here and accept ideas, thoughts, words. You look up in the sky and clouds and you, Lynn might see Donald Duck, AJ might see a, uh, a dragon, and I see a beer truck. <laughs> our, our, our minds are designed to see shapes and images and to hear things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, faces and everything. Oh, yeah. To make that way your brain makes sense out of everything. It's like people have sent me a lot, tons of pictures. They go, look, somebody's staring at us. And I'm going, look, it's dirt in this rock wall. <laughs> it's the way the yeah. leaves. Or send you a pic, you know, a video of an orb and you say, it's a bug. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. No, not at all. <laughs> wouldn't do that at all. I'd say it was your Uncle Herschel. <laughs> we only use 10% of our brain. We don't know what the other, you know, 90% of it's doing. We don't know what it recreates and what it creates. That, there's a lot of it out there. Like I said, we're just data takers right now, and that's all we can be. So if there's one place you would want the field, one direction you would want this field to go, Keith, where would you say? More at a scientific level. You know, psychic level is great, but you can't quantify a feeling. But we're almost to the point where science is catching up with the psychic level, where there there are machines that are out there and are able to start feeling your emotions, Uh, not your thoughts, but your emotions. And that's where I like it to go. You know, people just be a little bit more scientific about it and not just go, oh, do you hear that? You know, or, wow, I'm possessed. Do real field research and searching, that's all. That's why I like my new TV show we're filming called Bourbon Spirit. Well, why don't you tell us about that? Or if you can, or if you want to a little bit, we'd love to. Well, it'll be released later this year on YouTube's new streaming service that they're coming out with. You, as a matter of fact, you guys have been in a couple episodes. <laughs> and you're getting ready to be in another one this weekend. <laughs> uh, you We're know, not trying to promote ourselves, Keith. Don't worry. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why I'm promoting you. <laughs> you know, because you don't go into it running and screaming the other way when something does happen. You know, you do get up here and just, oh, that's cool, you know, and let's try to figure it out. And uh, plus you put up with the filming attitude of it too. You know, it's hurry up and wait. <laughs> Been there, done that few times you know a, a lot of times you, you've said tonight keith you know like being in for the right reason and just like now you said you you all are cool about it. you don't run away from it you know the reason that i got into it and i think the reason lynn got into it is i had stuff happen to me and i couldn't explain it i couldn't explain it for the longest part of my life and then finally lynn said come on come with me come with john and we're going to start doing this. And I jumped at it so I could answer some of these questions. Yeah. 
or try to answer them. You're, get a yes. better get a better sense of what's happening. Yeah. Like I said, I'm still waiting to hear Bob go. Okay, my name is Bob. I'm <laughs> hunting you. You know, I'm still waiting for that. Well, maybe you'll get it this weekend. <laughs> I hope so. It'd be nice. So, how many um, how many episodes are going to be in your in your bourbon spirits, or is it just going to be a... spirits? There's going to be uh, seven episodes. Okay, uh, for the first season, and uh, listen, we hope it takes off and we can do more, but don't know. Uh, so, what's the premise? What do you what are, What's your goal with bourbon spirits? The goal is to try and capture some really good solid evidence and also to do a little teaching with the fact of things we've talked about tonight. If we don't capture something, we don't capture it. This means it didn't happen while we were there. Uh, or if we capture stuff that we can explain and say, here's what's happening. John went with me a lot on the first couple of episodes and he actually captured some stuff that was just amazing on the camera. And John was also the second unit cameraman. And so, but John and I have known each other for a very long time. Before uh, him and I traveled all over the country, he had joined my group, the Louisville Ghost Hunters. And uh, he liked how I did things and how I approached stuff. You know, it wasn't just going, ooh, ooh there's ooga booga, hear that? You know, it was with common sense and knowledge. That's what I try to show and, you know, help people understand. You know, it's great to be excited, but you can't let that excitement affect or cloud your judgment on what you're seeing or what you're hearing. Uh, it you sounds know. like you love to teach this too, Keith, this field to people. Well, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't think about teaching until here this last year or last couple of years with the uh, the epidemic and everything. You know, I'm a, I'm a road dog. I have been from the time I was 16. I love being on the road. And usually I do 48 to 51 gigs a year, whether it's with the paranormal or with a band. And, uh, you know, during the pandemic, I went from 48 gigs a year to three and then the next year nothing you know mm -hmm. uh, and then i think the every everything has changed not just the field and i will admit i'm not the the maverick i used to be i'm getting older you know i i think teaching is probably the next level you know we'll see uh, on after the 29th after me and rick hayes do a teaching class at post town well i know for a fact that john learned a lot from you and because of that, AJ, AJ and I learned a lot from John. So your knowledge has, you know, been passed down through John to us. And, you know, I'm looking forward to doing this more with you and learning more from you in the future because I, I know what an impact you had on John. So, you know, John, I love John to death. Uh, you, know, I, you know that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the feeling was mutual. And he was the brother, even though I got a brother, he was the brother I never really had. And, uh, you know, we we hit so many different subjects together that we both love. And 
whether it was the paranormal or music, John and I just had a good time being with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's fun. It's easy to do stuff. And if I can get up there and push out a little bit of what I know and people look at it and go, Oh, that does make sense. You know, then that's the way to do it. I think. I agree. And I'm glad you guys learned a little bit from John who learned a little bit from me. That's right. John was a very patient and very phenomenal teacher too. So yes, he was funny and funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Miss that turd every day. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. Like I, like I told you before, you know, John and I talked two or three times on the phone or texted every day about different things or ideas and still go to do something and go to pick up the phone, talk to him. So he's with us every day. Mm-hmm. He now has the answers that we've been seeking. So <laughs> yeah, I can see him sitting up there going, "No, stupid! That's not why we do this." <laughs> Maybe he'll walk up and say, "Hey, Keith, I'm John. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get your ghost." Hey, hey remember me? <laughs> <laughs> My name's not Bob, but am I close enough? You know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm close to your family. I have been for a long time. It's like your mom. We were, I can't remember where it was at. I've, I've told you this before. And she says she doesn't remember, but uh, John said something smart. And she ended up slapping me because he thought I said it. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know, she said, I'll treat you like one of my own kids. And I, yes, ma'am. Yeah. That's a, that sounds her, even though she denies it. And she'll, she'll continue to deny it. But oh, I, I'm wanting to say when he took her to Hannah House, because I remember being outside and it happening, and I, that's the only time I can really remember being outside with her. Because I know she didn't do it inside a restaurant. It was outside. Yeah. And he just, he laughed his butt off over it. But, you know, I'm like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I always love getting slapped. <laughs> well, do you have anything uh, beyond your bourbon spirits that you're working on? or? Well, J.C. Rosetas and I are... Uh, producing partners and we've actually got a couple things we've got a couple documentaries and stuff we're working on uh about music people and different things and also we're looking at doing a movie uh possibly we don't know yet and then i got a lot of dates and gigs coming up i said uh, next weekend i'll be in fort wayne me and jason snyder and santiago cirillo and then uh I'll be at Santiago's event in Arkansas and a couple others. and I can't remember all the dates. I'm sorry. I'm old. <laughs> well, anybody just needs to follow you on Facebook. They can keep up with you there. Yep. Just follow me on Facebook and send me a message. I got about 10,000 people right now who want to be friends. So if you heard me on the show, hey, send me a message saying, I heard you on uh, Lynn and AJ's show, and I'd like to be friends. That way I know you're not some hacker just trying to get in <laughs> plus robin will help filter that out for you lynn do y'all have a full spectrum camera i have a clear and then i have a night vision okay would y'all like to walk around with the full spectrum camera i'd love to yes i'll bring it with me this weekend that's the one that shows everything right the yeah every, every spectrum All except the- for Except for heat or cold. Yeah, that's what the flare is for. Yeah. So, 
We like our flair. AJ uses that a lot. Oh, I, I do too. Yeah. We... Like, I, like I said, that's a true science. You can't argue with it. It's mm-hmm. either this or that. Um, yep. I don't know, Lynn, did I send you some of the stuff we captured with my flair at Santiana? Uh, no. Yeah, we caught some great stuff. Now, yeah. now you just gotta wait. Now you gotta wait till it comes out. That's right. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> What's the point of knowing somebody if you don't get the sneak peeks, right? <laughs> well, AJ, we can wrap it up now. Yes. Thank you, Keith. We really appreciate you taking the time out to be with us. Again, thank you all for having me. It's been fun. We, we enjoy it and we're looking forward to having you back. Yep. Talk Whenever you want. Right. When we talk catch some of this amazing stuff, we got to have you back to talk about it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, definitely. <laughs> All right, Lynn, take us out of here. All right, thanks everyone, and keep it weird, y'all. Hydra Publications is your one-stop shop for genre fiction, including those from horror master Michael West, starting with Poseidon's Children, The Legacy of the Gods, Book One. Man no longer worships the old gods, forgotten and forsaken. They become nothing more than myth and legend. But all that is about to change after the ruins of a vast ancient civilization are discovered on the ocean floor. Coast Guard officers find a series of derelict ships drifting in the current, high-priced yachts and leaking fishing boats, all ransacked and splattered with blood, their crews missing and presumed dead, and that's just the beginning. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about Energetic Healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Thank you for joining us at Weirdos in the Wild. Please show us some love and support on our Patreon account at Weirdos in the Wild. Like us on all of our social media. And if you've had an experience you'd like to share with us, visit our site at weirdosinthewild.com. Until next time, keep it weird, y'all.